The Nationals will be looking for a new first baseman. To this edition of the Talk Nats podcast, I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms. My name is Dan Holmey. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at Talk Nats. Today's episode is brought to you by Manscaped. Take 20% off plus free shipping when you use promo code MINUTECAST at Manscaped.com. We're also brought to you by SeatGeek. Take $20 off your first ticket purchase when you use promo code TALKNATS at SeatGeek.com. That's promo code T-A-L-K-N-A-T-S for $20 off your first ticket purchase. Yes, that works for Caps, Commanders, Wizards, Music Comedy Theater, and much more. All $20 off at SeatGeek.com. We're also brought to you by HairClub.com. Live your best hair life, and you can do that with the folks over at Hair Club. Just use promo code MINUTECAST. So in today's edition of the Talk Nats podcast, part of the Believe Podcast Network, simulcast on the Believe in Nationals feed, we talk about how the Nationals are now looking for a first baseman. Uh, this was news that we had heard today that the Nationals are going to be in the market for a first baseman as Dom Smith does not figure to be in their long-term plans. I have kind of mixed thoughts on it, to be honest with you. I think that Dom Smith struggled last season, but I guess I'm kind of surprised that they are deciding to move on from him as there doesn't seem to be a real uh, replacement readily available within their minor league system. So that means that they'll probably most likely have to go outside of the organization or they will have to try to repurpose one of the players that's on the roster now. But it is surprising. We knew there would be news Tuesday what with the Nationals facing a late afternoon deadline to add players to the 40-man roster and protect them from being lost in the Rule 5 draft. We didn't know there would be quite this much news, though. And it is a bit surprising uh, that they decided to do it. I always kind of viewed Dom Smith as kind of being a leader on the team. If we remember when Josiah Gray kind of called out uh, Jake Young for you know not catching a baseball back when Josiah was struggling, his leadership, Dom's, was like, hey, we don't do that here. Um, and I know that he struggled, like I said, last season at the plate. But um, I don't know if they have another viable option. I guess we don't right, know right now. Uh, this isn't to suggest Smith was always a lock to return in 2024 after a disappointing 2023. But here's what Mike Rizzo had to say when asked during the season's final week about the roles both Smith and Jamer Candelario played after they signed the previous winter. Dom's shown that his leadership in the field, I think he's made our young infielders much, much better and much more confident defensively, Rizzo said. And he's starting to show some power late in the season. Those are always the type of people that you want to acquire. And guys, that when you're at this point in the rebuild, I thought was important for us to acquire. Um, again, it is a bit of a surprising move. I don't know if there's something, you know, that we don't know about. Maybe Mike Rizzo has kind of circled someone that he's pursuing, or maybe it's almost a, a sure thing. We just aren't made aware of it. But a surprising move anyway. And if we take a look at Dom Smith, I know that he never really figured into the long-term plans for the Nationals. As we know, this team is in a rebuild, but 
what you do need is those veterans on the team, those foundational pieces to kind of mentor some of the younger players. So a, a surprising move, I guess, suffices to say. The Nationals decided to part ways with the 28-year-old Tuesday, and now that leaves them searching once again for a first baseman, this piece here in Masson. Uh, so it is difficult to know what direction they're going to go in. It's safe to say the organization will be seeking one. Uh, one thing in particular when replacing Smith Power, Smith didn't provide nearly enough of that. Given the position he played, his replacement will have to be someone who can be counted up upon to hit at least 20 homers next season. That is a lofty goal. I mean, make no mistake about it. I mean, that would be ideal. And if we take a look back historically, I mean, you remember what Zimmerman was like there before at first base. Uh, he definitely had pop in his bat. But uh, we knew that there was going to be uncertainty uh, just given the fact that this team is in the rebuild. Uh, the Nats are also going to want someone who plays a competent first base, an absolute necessity with an infield of C.J. Abrams, Luis Garcia, and perhaps eventually Brady House. They could move Joey Manessis there full-time. Manessis would certainly appreciate the opportunity after admitting he didn't enjoy being the everyday designated hitter, but they're probably looking for a better glove. Uh, I would agree. I think that Manessis has pop in his bat. I don't necessarily love him at first base. I understand that he doesn't like to be thought of just this hitter, that he doesn't have any, you know, fielding capabilities. But I think at the end of the day, we don't want so-so players. We want this team to be headed in the right direction. So if there is a viable option to upgrade at the first base position. I'm all about it. I'm just kind of wondering who that might be. So who are some potential big name free agents? Cody Bellinger, who also plays the outfield. Uh, Hoskins, who is coming back from a torn ACL. Then there's veterans at the tail end of their career, like Brandon Belt, Carlos Santana, and Joey Votto. Wouldn't Joey Votto be an intriguing name? Of course, we know a longtime Reds first baseman. Wow, I think that would be an upgrade, but not necessarily the direction I think the Nationals are looking to go. Uh, I think they do want to get younger, and I know I spoke about earlier that they need a veteran presence. However, I'm not so sure that someone like Votto is, you know, the right guy. Maybe if they could get him on like a one, two-year deal, potentially. I don't see any long-term plans, even though his name alone is quite intriguing. It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's the most revolutionary ball trimmer the world has ever seen. Gentlemen, our friends over at Manscaped have been working night and day to bring you a below-the-waist grooming experience like none other with their brand new performance package 5.0 Ultra. Featuring the Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra, we're talking about a next-generation trimmer with interchangeable blade heads for whatever shave your mind can imagine. Upgrade your grooming game to the Ultrasphere this year by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with code MINUTECAST. High tech for low places, Manscaped. We also have dual LED spotlights to provide contrast on multiple skin tones, three length setting combs, and oh, did I mention this? The trimmer is waterproof too. Also inside this package features the Weed Whacker 2.0 ear and nose hair trimmer, crop preserver ball deodorant, crop soother toner, and two free gifts. The Weed Whacker 2.0 also features skin safe technology, what's helped helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. Seal the deal with Manscaped's liquid formulations, the Crop Soother, Aftershave, Lotion, and Crop Preserver, Anti-Chafe Ball 
deodorant. Once they touch your sack, you'll never go back. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to their Performance Package 5.0, the Manscaped Boxers 2.0, and the Shed 2.0 Travel Bag. Bring your travel and comfort game to another level. Get 20% off plus free shipping with promo code MINUTECAST at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with promo code M-I-N-U-T-E-C-A-S-T at manscaped.com. I can promise you you've never seen a ball trimmer look like a spaceship. Get yours today from our folks at Manscaped. There are once productive hitters who might not be able to recapture that form from Eric Hosmer, Trey Mancina, and Will Myers. There are bounce-back candidates like C.J. Cron and Jared Walsh. Uh, so it is interesting, and sometimes you can get some really great production out of some of these older players. We take a look at Jamer Candelario. He kind of uh, had, it was a reclamation project for the Nationals, bringing Candelario here. We know how uh, Candelario struggled a bit with the Tigers before he came here, but kind of refound his way with the Nationals and ultimately was one of their better offensive players last year. I don't think anyone had that pegged uh, for Candelario. And, you know, I think that Dom Smith, um, again, he didn't get the production, and ultimately it's this is a league of what have you done for me lately, and uh, it's quite apparent that he didn't do enough as the Nationals will be looking for another first baseman. Um, and we knew this. We knew there was going to be a lot of changes on this team. No one should be considered uh, an, an untouchable at this point. I, I think there are very few players on the Nationals roster right now that are quote-unquote untouchable. Every player on this roster is in play if they can get an upgrade. Um, you know, and I guess, you know, it would be a stretch for some of the bigger names like Dylan Cruz, Brady House. Uh, some of those players are most likely not going to get moved unless they get a tremendous return. Uh, but stranger things have happened. You know, it, I mean, how long are the Nationals going to be okay with being uh, in this, what they call a rebuild mode? At some point, you need to finish the garage and, and move in and, you know, move on with the project. You can't say, well, I'm working on that garage. Okay, it's next summer. You're still working on that garage. How many years are we going to work on rebuilding the Nationals? It's all about butts and seats at the end of the day. They want a winning product out on the field, and they're going to be able to get that with a competitive team and you know I think that to a certain extent some people thought when we heard about a rebuild that it was going to be something that just happened quickly you know all of a sudden we'll just integrate uh, these younger players and we'll be a competitive team they took baby steps this last season in the right direction in my estimation as they had more wins last year than the year before but they still have a long ways to go they still finished in last place so there is room for growth, and they're going to have to get that growth from players that can contribute, not like Dom Smith. Apparently, he is not what the doctor ordered. And, you know, to just to be honest, taking a look at the stat sheet, taking a look at the back of his baseball card, he didn't really pop. He wasn't that impressive. Um, I don't necessarily agree with the assessment that Manessis is going to be the guy at first base. I mean, he might get his opportunities at first base, but I don't think he is going to fix what a the Nationals. Um, again, uh, we know that this team is in rebuild. We know it's going to take some time, uh, but I don't think we're going to wait forever. We want a competitive team out uh, on the field, uh, so at least this team can make more steps in the right direction. If you're asking me right now, I don't see them being 
you know, finishing near the top, but I do expect them to not finish in last place um, because we need to see some growth on this team uh, if we're going to have any future, if we want to have fans in the stands, and ultimately just to return Nationals baseball to its former glory. I mean, let's not forget this is a World Series winning team in 2019. It wasn't that long ago. I know the bumper sticker on the back of my Jeep is a little bit faded that says World Series Champions 2019, but I'd love to slap a new one on there someday. And I think they're going to be able to do it with some young talent, but they're also going to have to seek out some veteran players. Uh, you know, they talked about Votto there. Again, he might be a little bit long in the tooth. I understand he's got some uh, good bad adding uh, capabilities there, but Again, I, I don't know how much he has left in the tank. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what direction uh, the Nationals choose to go in. Listen, I want to thank you for joining me on this impromptu edition of the Talk Nats podcast. If the audio is not totally dialed in, you'll have to forgive me as I'm doing this on my phone here uh, on my lunch break at work. But I thought I'd keep you guys up to date on the Nationals as they are continuing tr to try to get this team going in the right direction. As I record this in November, I'm still positive about next season, about what next season brings. I think that this team is taking strides in the right direction, and I anxiously await Rizzo's next moves. I expect there's going to be an upgrade at the first base position, one of those moments where we sit, sit back and go, ah, I didn't know we had that, you know, waiting for us. So uh, don't despair, Nationals fans. I think this team is headed in the right direction. Uh, Rizzo steering the ship, and I think that there's probably a move that we will find out about here, uh, you know, in the coming days, weeks, months, whatever the case. But I do expect to hear more news on the first base position. Listen, I want to thank you for joining me on this edition of the Talk Nats podcast simulcast on the Believe in Nationals podcast feed, and I'll talk to you next time.